Hi, this is Cal Post. You're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Ooh. Yuck Yucks is still the best place to have your office party or event. Just go to yuckyucks.com for details about our group rates. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What's happening, my little yuckamaniacs? Uh, what's going on? This is Jake Hirsch, your host. Welcome to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Thank you for joining us this uh Man, in Calgary this past week, it has been minus like 23, 24 with the wind chill, minus 30. Um, and I've really had to reconsider living here in Canada. God bless this country. God bless you wonderful people. But Trump's looking pretty good about now. Trump is looking uh, – I'm joking. Uh, Trump's still an asshole. The United States is still off limits um, for me to live there. But, man, I'm very envious right now of the weather. I am freezing my ass off over here in Canada, folks, uh, for all of our state's listeners. Uh, but, hey, we're going to jump right to it. Uh, we've got a great show today. Uh, I want to update you guys on a few things, though. Um, sad, on a very somber note, uh, the passing of Joanna Downey. Now, I know that name resonates with a lot of comedians out there, especially across the Canadian landscape. Um, I can't for one second begin to express the level or gravity of what her presence in the uh, in the comedy world of Canada is, and not only just Canada, but of course all over the world, the fact that there were so many comedians that had come into town, and of course Joanna was the founder of Spirits Comedy in Toronto, which uh, of course is ran now by uh, Cal Post, who you heard there on the intro of the show. It just reminded me of the road trip Cal and I took down to Medicine Hat, and Cal told me the entire story, and and. His, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Cal was, was with Joanna for a very long time, and and, uh, and it's just a very heartbreaking story about somebody who was so amazing to this community and just so amazing as a human being and uh, gave a lot of comics their start, helped a lot of people on the road, and just really uh, solidified her footing as a Canadian comedy legend. Um, and like I said, I cannot do it justice just because I, you know, I didn't know her personally, but I will say that I knew of her and from what I've known and from what I've heard, uh, again, such a huge loss to the community. And of, uh, of course our thoughts and prayers go out to, to Cal and of course, Joanna's family and, uh, may you rest in peace. You touched a lot of lives and a lot of careers. And that's something that I know, uh, you had to be very, very proud of. Uh, some other news, of course, uh, hitting all across Canada, folks, is, uh, um, oh, God, I, yeah, I, it was, I had the honor, the privilege. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say the news went coast to coast. I just like getting all, you know, uh, anyway, I, I get giddy like a kid. Uh, I was asked to be on Steve Simone's podcast, Good Times with Steve Simone. Um, of course, our, our good friend from the States, uh, Steve uh, is a uh, wildly successful and, and very funny and popular comic out of Los Angeles. He comes up and does Calgary Yucks. Uh, if you've been a fan of this podcast, go back and listen to that interview, myself and Steve Simone, and just one of the best guys um, I've had the pleasure of meeting and, and getting to know. And uh, whenever he comes into town, I try to hook up with him and Scott, 
and hang out because Steve is just such a fun and wonderful guy to hang out with. And I got to go and do his podcast with him uh, this past weekend. Uh, check it out. Good times with Steve Simone. Uh, already got quite a bit of new Twitter followers and, and all that good stuff. So it was very, very cool to do that and to spend some time with him uh, and talk shop, talk the career. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, I, I want to jump into this interview today because Nick Beaton is a very interesting cat. He is, uh, I believe, uh, got one of the very few star ratings for the Edinburgh uh, Festival, um, just very renowned, you know, uh, comedy festival and uh, Fringe and stuff like that. But uh, but Nick is an interesting guy. He is uh, he's just very humble. He's very quiet, um, but just a brilliant, brilliant guy. And from what I understand, when he was in Calgary uh, doing the show with uh, Mark Walker, I believe. Uh, man, he killed it. Absolutely annihilated it. Uh, Calgary, I know, was very happy and uh, uh, unbelievable talent. Um, I am very, very honored to get to share the uh, show with him this uh, this fine afternoon that I got to do an interview with him at the Yuck Yucks uh, condo downtown. We got to hang out and bullshit for a bit and just get to know him. And, and uh, like I said, a very talented, very funny guy. Uh, give him a listen. His description, uh, show description, uh, and... Uh, uh, sorry, I'm all tongue-tied all of a sudden. His I got choked up a bit. His um, his website and contact info is in the show description on iTunes, so check it out. But hey, let's get right into it. I uh, hope everyone's having a fantastic week. I know I am. Let's go talk to Nick Beaton. Good. Perfect. All right. We are recording. Nick Beaton. Hello. How are you, sir? Good, man. How you doing? Good. Anybody tell you you look like Ethan Hawke? Uh, I have been told that before. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good even, way to start off the podcast. Even hung over on a Sunday afternoon. Now, I've got a funny story uh, uh, without you even probably knowing about it at all. Uh, there's another comedian, and I think he's got a very similar name to yours, and he's from Los Angeles. Okay. And he was involved in a barroom brawl. Was that you? Is that the same one? No. A couple weeks ago? No? No, no. <laughs> Some guy called me and he's like, oh, man, you should have been to the open mic last night in Lethbridge. And I'm like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah. And I swore, I swear to God he said Nick Beaton. And I was like, are you sure? I go, that's a pretty prominent comedian, man. And he was like, no, no, his name was Nick Beaton. He's from L.A. And I'm like, I don't think that's the same Nick Beaton I'm no, interviewing. I'm and apparently he was doing some riffing with the crowd. It went sideways and then a uh, big brawl broke out and then they stormed the stage. And I guess his first initial strike was good. He did the This Is Sparta kick to the first guy. And oh, okay. He went flying into a table and then they apparently got their hands on him and beat the shit out of him after that. But That sounds awful. That wasn't you. That no, <laughs> I, I don't remember being in Lethbridge. But... <laughs> you don't remember any barroom brawls? No, I'm also not from Los Angeles, so a lot of it's not adding up. But... <laughs> Well, hey, man. Welcome to Calgary. How many times have you been here? This is my first time to Calgary. It's your first time? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Hey, what's your experience been like so far? It's been great. Yeah, I just did some of the other rooms, did the club this weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Excellent, man. Now, you've got a, you've got a ton of history, though, man. You've been around. Uh, let's start back from the beginning as far as uh, as far as we can go here. When did you start getting into stand-up? Uh, when I was uh, 22, so 22. like 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And where did you grow up? Where were you uh, I'm from Nova Scotia, originally, from Cape Breton. From Cape Breton? Yeah. My so you grew up there. from Cape Breton. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Sydney. her name? Uh, Marlene Henry. Marlene. I don't know Marlene. No. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I went back there. I'm, I'm a states guy. I'm, I'm from California. Oh, okay. And uh, Texas for the past four years. But uh, 
uh, I she took me back there, and uh, it was uh, it was interesting, man. What a great place! And and it's funny because you always hear the East Coast hospitality thing, and the beauty and everything, but you don't ever really appreciate it until you're there. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a nice place. I like it in the summertime. The winter, it's kind of desolate. Yeah, it's covered it's in snow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no it's uh it's yeah it's a great place to go back a couple times a year do you yeah, yeah. you got lots of family and stuff back there so? yeah my family's all back there, oh okay so, yeah. okay so growing up like what was the scene like i mean did you get into comedy there did you did you uh i got into sketch comedy there and like acting and stuff like that so i did that for a couple years then i moved to toronto and i went to humber and then i did a couple uh years of doing some sketch there and then i just started doing stand-up Humber seems like quite the uh, quite the place that that's produced uh, some pretty amazing talent out of there. It seems pretty yeah, synonymous. Some good comics that came out of there. It's a, I don't know for me it was just a good kind of excuse to move out of my hometown when I was nineteen to to do comedy. You know, right. like it's an easy sell with your parents when you're like, yeah, there's a school though, <laughs> <You know? laughs> a safe landing for yeah. you. Without having the parents freaking out, yeah. uh, and so what was your experience like over there? I mean, did that give you some confidence on stage? Is that did, were you going there to to perform, or you would it help your writing? Did it? Yeah, I, I mean, you just you do a, like all the I guess disciplines of comedy. So you, right. it definitely uh, definitely helped out, added some structure to to doing comedy, and, and you know, especially with more so with like something like sketch like stand-up is just one of those things you just kind of have to go out and do but sketch right. was they showed you kind of how to produce a show and yeah, yeah and the writing and the rewriting and all that kind of stuff yeah. yeah excellent and do you remember who was on the scene back then as far as uh in your class is, is there anybody that stood out i know just uh, a couple of names i mean i just saw garrett jameson a couple of years back and and he was fantastic he yeah that's great a lot of I think Garrett uh, was Garrett went there like a year or two after me. Maybe. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was like with like, uh, uh, just yeah, a lot of just good friends of mine that are still doing it now, like Hunter Collins and oh, Cal yeah. Post, and I love uh, those guys, man. Yeah, Brian O'Gorman. Uh, yeah, just a bunch of guys like that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever sat in this room without being completely high, without Cal Post being in the same room with me. <laughs> He's dynamite like that, man. Yeah, yeah. He's great, man. I love Cal. Uh, so, okay, so take me through it, man. So w when you, did you graduate Humber? Did you move on to stand-up? Like, how did you know this was what you wanted to do? Um, well, I mean, I just, I knew it was what I wanted to do when I went to Humber, that I wanted to do comedy in some way. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess I got out of sketch and stuff like that specifically just because it's hard to organize with, like, I just was never good at organizing, like, rehearsals and all that kind of shit with right. people. And then there's really no money in sketch. Like, yeah. stand-up, you can go and start making some money so I, yeah. I figured that was the, the easiest way to go something i could control and work on at my own pace and rate whenever sure. i was free and then yeah yeah and so uh and and so did you stay in toronto for for that time did that help yeah, develop yeah, the yeah i've been living in toronto ever since i moved there oh really yeah that was the one-stop shop then for yeah. you yeah and and, and and i mean like from from what the reputation is i mean toronto seems to be the center of the universe of comedy in canada as far as like yep. being the best at I mean, that's the the good training ground. Yeah, and just a place with, like, the most opportunity. There's just uh, way more work around there, and then there's just so many open mics that you can work on your material and stuff like that. Right, so. right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, – did, did coming – did going down to the States ever appeal to you? It was something I, I thought about doing for sure, and I still still am thinking about heading down there at some point in time. It's just right. – uh, I don't know, figuring it out, it's slow going. I'm not like in a, in a rush to do it, but it's something I would like to do. Right, right. Yeah, yeah what about, um, as, as far as uh, 
comedy. I mean, you've been I mean, essentially you've been coast to coast in Canada, right? I mean, yeah. for the most part, you've been out to Van and stuff before. Uh, no, I actually haven't been there, but I'm supposed to go there in I think January. Okay, yeah. So coming up, and when did you sign with Yucks? Um, shit, uh, like eight years ago, I guess. Eight years ago. Yeah. Unreal, man. Were there people on the scene when you were doing amateur in Toronto that that you're still hanging out with to this day? I mean, obviously, Cal Post, some of those guys have been staples in that scene for a long time. Yeah, yeah, hang around with those guys. Um, I mean, yeah, you always see people like, uh, you know, when I started, there was people that I'm still still doing with now, like a lot, you know, like guys like uh, uh, Rob Bebenick and... um, Old Pepsi. Uh, yeah, like Alex Pavone. Well, he's in New York now. Yeah. Uh, Matt O'Brien. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Just people like just a bunch of people that like are you know they're just they're around. They're on that scene. scene. Yeah. 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 Interesting, man. And, and so, uh, but you had you had some huge success over in the Edinburgh uh, Festival. Yeah, in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. Edinburgh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I produce uh, Pete uh, Johansson's podcast, and oh, okay. he was he's been out there, and, and yeah, yeah. he loves it. And, and everybody that I've talked to said it's an interesting. It's an interesting experience. Yeah, it's uh, it was fun. It's just it's a lot of stuff. Like it's just <laughs> take me through that, man. Yeah, What's that well, you like? just you do like an hour show a day. Um, and if you do it on a budget, you're usually flyering yourself, which is what I did. So I was, you know, trying to get people into my show. Right. So you do that for about two hours before your show. Then you do an hour of comedy. And then uh, you go and do other comedy shows to promote your show. So you go wow. and do like little 10 minute spots around the city. Yeah. And then at, at the end, you exit flyer so that people can like come and check out your show. Oh, wow. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't. I did like ninety something shows within the three weeks or something. Holy like shit! Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff, but it was it was fun. But you start to you start to crash out, you know, after the first week, especially if you're like it was my first time there, right? And people people were kind of warning me like you got to you know pace yourself when you're out there, <laughs> and I didn't for the first week. Like I was on pace to do like hundred and twenty or hundred and thirty shows Holy or something. Shit, man, I was doing like five and six a day, and then it was just okay. I can't do this my brain doesn't work anymore yeah yeah eventually it probably starts to uh you just start to wear, like wear yourself out yeah i'm surprised i didn't like just come home from that with just the worst illness possible just like <laughs> just my body just shut down afterwards that's so funny because i think pete uh uh johansson he that he got some type of a respiratory uh oh, yeah. infection i wouldn't and, be surprised yeah he said he was shut down for like a week or two just completely fucked had to yeah. try to find doctors and everything but uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. Do you find your comedy resonates over there just as well as it does North America? Um, pretty much. Um, I think there's certain things you got to change, but it's it's hard to sort of pinpoint which ones. You just got to figure it out, like trial and error. Right. You right. know, the first like, because I lived in England, right, for for about a year and a half. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the first like two or three months is is just going to different places, trying out your jokes, seeing what still flies what's going to change yeah yeah with the, it, england though i mean like there seems to be a lot of comics that kind of flock over there to do work yeah and stuff like that is it is it a pretty tough scene to kind of crack into um it isn't it isn't like i cracked into a few things over there pretty quickly mm-hmm. uh, you know if you have some experience you go over and certain people see and go oh, yeah you can you know do my show or right you know and you start to get a few little paid spots but the big clubs are hard to crack into like anywhere because everybody wants to play them they have a lot of comics 
already. Right. And there are a lot of Canadians over there as well. So there, it's you're not even unique in a place like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not a standout. It's not like, oh, you're really funny and you're a Canadian, which we don't have a lot of. It's like, you're really funny and you're another fucking Canadian. <laughs> so <laughs> Welcome to the fucking Yeah, tribe. yeah. Get at the back of the line. <laughs> Oh man, have you uh, have you performed anywhere else uh, internationally? Uh, Johannesburg, I performed down there. I've heard about people going down there. And yeah, performing. there's a club down there, Parker's Comedy Club. It's uh, it was really fun. You do like two weeks there, and uh, yeah, it was is, great. Is is the crowd more of a local or is it expats type of a thing? Or, or uh, a lot of local, yeah. And uh, I mean, you get like anywhere from people all over the place, but it was yeah, a lot of local. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, South Africa seems like it's a dangerous place, but uh it was I I mean, they take care of you pretty good when you go to the club. They pick you up, they drop you off, and I met like some of the local comics, so if I went yeah. out with them afterwards, they they you know, they take you around and nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, nowhere to go, no, you know, keep you safe, but <laughs> it's not I didn't see that much danger and I I went into Johannesburg with Did these you? guys as well, right? So it yeah. wasn't like I wasn't just you know, in a in a walled in like condo or whatever area, you know, <laughs> right, right. or just in the walls of the casino where the show was. Like I went to these other places and I didn't see anything like crazy. I mean, I didn't even s- I saw one fight, and I'm from Nova Scotia. I've seen a million fights. Like yeah. it's not, you know, like yeah, I, that's not rare. There's some Back bars in in Cape Breton I wouldn't want to go to over places in Johannesburg. <laughs> no shit. Eh? <laughs> Oh man, uh, take me through some of your 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 process. I mean, there's a lot of young comics that listen to this podcast. Obviously, out of you know yucks guys and stuff like that, and and people aspiring to be at, at your level. Uh, take me through some of your writing process. Are you the type of guy to sit? Do you have to dedicate yourself to sit down every day? Do you have to write every day? No, I I write other things sometimes. Like I don't I, I write like fake articles or you know things like that. Sketches still you know just for the fun of it. But for stand up, I just kind of think of an idea. And then talk it out a little bit and then go put it on stage somewhere and right. then go over it and, you know, just keep putting it on until it becomes a bit or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People talk a lot of times about there being this inevitable ceiling in Canada. That there's a certain place you can't really get past unless you're, you know, you're connected in, you know, with CBC or, or you know, having those types of opportunities. Uh, have you found that there's a that ceiling in Canada? I mean, do you eventually have to move to a bigger market? Um, yeah, I think probably. I don't, it's not, I don't think it's guaranteed. I mean, there's ton, there are people here who make their living. I think there's just, there's not as much stuff out there. There's not as many TV shows. So if you're a writer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you want to get a writing job, it's hard to get because... There's already, you know, it's the same thing as they say, get at the back of the line. There's already like a a pool of writers and, you know, they get first precedent on getting picked for these writing gigs. So if you're trying to crack in, it's hard. Um, And then, I I mean, I I wrote for uh, Spun Out, uh, but uh, that was uh, a guy, Brent Piaskowski, who's from here, actually from Calgary. Mm Uh, who was the creator there and he I had done some punch up for him before so he had me come in and then had me on as a, a writer which was a great opportunity because right. he, you don't necessarily get that right sure. like you don't get a lot of you know um so uh yeah and I think for like yeah, as far as like acting and stuff in TV goes it, it's it's all the same thing it's in Canada my one complaint I would say is that there's not enough and the people who are in control of it don't want to take risks so they always go with the safe choice which is I've heard that before some, yeah just that's why you'll see like there's like you know a, a you know and not to knock like this person specifically but like sure. a, a Mark Little right like he was in everything 
because they knew what he could do and they liked him and it was a safe choice. It, sure. They, they don't, in, in America, they're like going for the next best thing, the next hot right. thing. They're always right. looking to get something before somebody else gets it. Lands it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in Canada, it seems like they're like, no, we got this. It's safe. We know they'll do the job. And that's, you know. Yeah. And I think that parallel is even there. I mean, like, you know, I mean, Canadians that, that are not connected to who's who in the business. I mean, you take someone in the same type of a thing. I mean, no knock against someone like Brent uh, Butt or something like that. But I mean, like you look at like Corner Gas. And there's an opportunity there for a lot of funny people to be on TV. And then when the show ends, it's like they just fucking recycle everybody into something else. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody new. Yeah, right after Corner Gas ended, right? There was like two shows. It was like that some basically took part of the cast from one and put them in it. Yeah, and then, and then the other and half. Then the other half was in like another show. And it's like, <laughs> guys, they just had an eight-year run. Like, <laughs> give someone else some fucking work. <laughs> give someone else a shot, for yeah, Christ's sake. It's, and that's, it's, it does get really frustrating with that. It's like... You know, I mean, I always have stand up, so I always do that. I'm never right. really worried about that. But when it comes to cracking into something else, uh, it's it's harder. And and I got to admit, I don't really audition for anything right now. So I'm right. not like I'm not I'm not complaining from a point of, uh, oh, Being I'm trying really hard at this and I'm just not getting it. You right. Know? Right. Uh, it's it's more of a something that I've seen. And, and I have had a couple of experiences with that. And it's it's just yeah, it's a frustrating thing to watch. You know, I, I, I've heard and, and correct me if if I'm wrong. And, and I mean, you don't have to speak to it if you don't want. But I heard the parallel to that in, in the stand up world is, is very similar to places like JFL and stuff like that, where there's you get a lot of performers who feel like uh, they stick to a certain format of performers and and they they recycle a lot of the same people yeah they do i mean i did i did just for laughs a few years ago mm -hmm. and uh that was a, a ton of fun and i i hope to go back i do see sometimes yeah the same people kind of go back every year or every couple of years and uh i was i was kind of hoping to get on <laughs> in that group because yeah. like i when i went there a few years ago like i had a, a really good set and right. uh you know the TV the, the the it made it to air and uh, it looked good. Like That's a it, good sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, I do find um, that it can happen any with any of the festivals, and yeah. uh, uh, they do kind of pick the people they know and and like, and and just kind of keep using them. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah, yeah. With that with that background though, I mean, obviously you've got a love, you got a passion for. The performance end of things. Do you aspire to to get into TV, get into acting, get into like more of that stuff? It's you something want it I'd right? like to do. It's just it's it's definitely something I want to do, but it's not the thing that I want to do so much. Um, I don't know. Like it's it's it'd be cool to do it, but it's almost like I would do it like once I got to a point with stand up. If they're like, hey, do you want to be in this? That kind right, of thing, you know. Right. Like, and I don't think that. I don't know know that happens anymore, but <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean. It, Especially in Canada, I don't yeah. think it really is going to happen. I think it should happen a bit more than it does because, you know, if the, if the people in, in TV and stuff here had their ear to the ground with stand up really well, then they know that there's probably some people they could pick out there to put in comedy shows that right. can deliver jokes, right? For sure. Like that's, but um, yeah, I I, I auditioned. Uh, I used to audition for like commercials and stuff like that probably like seven years ago or something like that. Right. And I I did a couple commercials, but you go every day. I hated the auditioning process where my agent would email me the night before at like, you know, it could be as late as 10 o'clock yeah. and say, oh, you got to audition tomorrow at 11. You're like, I'm, I just fucking <laughs> opened my sixth beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get up at fucking 10 and go down to this audition. Oh. And then you don't get it. And I, like you, know, you yeah. know, often don't get the part. So it was just this intrusive thing in my life where I was 
extremely frustrated but like i i, I didn't want to be a struggling actor and struggling comedian right. all at the same time yeah. i was like i can't take auditioning getting a call back not getting the gig and then going and bombing at an opening <laughs> i can't do that all in one day kicking the balls yeah oh man and i i, I could speak to this uh some of the people that listen to the show know uh i got a i got a bit part on on hell on wheels uh amc or whatever and uh yeah same fucking thing man they call you at like 11 o'clock at night and they're like yeah your call time's tomorrow morning at three i'm like that's in three hours and then you go down, and you're just you're just fucking sitting around for 16 hours waiting. I mean, the audition process obviously I didn't have to. It was just the extra part or whatever. But that whole machine is is such a fucked yeah. up machine, man. It's just a lot of hurry up and wait, uh, sitting around a set all day and uh, getting treated like shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's a it's an interesting thing. Um, what's up next for you, man? Like what? So you're on tour right now. You're yeah. you're, you're hitting out. You just hit Calgary. Uh, what was the what was your experience like uh, for for some of the uh, the redneck uh, uh, clientele we have out out here? Um, I didn't actually even notice really many rednecks. There was a couple of uh, Calgary's a bit cosmopolitan now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, any big city is kind of sure. Yeah, um, I, I had a great time at the club. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it lived up to the hype. I heard always heard great things about this club. So yeah, it was yeah. it was really fun. It's a great, great room, man. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, is there a place that you prefer performing? Uh, do you find like your 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 comedy resonates better in in small the the smaller clubs? You like the theaters? Do you like what type of stuff do you like doing? Uh, well, I mean, I haven't. I've done a couple of theaters, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I did Massey Hall for New Year's last wow, year. That's a big one. Yeah, it was great. It's the Yuck Yucks uh, um, New Year's Eve show at Massey Hall, and right. uh, it was it was a ton of fun to play a building like that play a yeah. theater and uh you know the just the, the multi-tiered seating all the balconies and just yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a mind fuck when you get out there but um yeah i mean obviously i think the goal of any any comic is to get to like playing theaters like that at some point in time but i really like playing good tight small clubs you know right. like clubs that hold like 200 people and are you know everything's all kind of boxed in low yeah, ceilings yeah. you know it's just it's where the energy is usually the best, but yeah, theaters theaters obviously are are really cool. Um, but I'll play anywhere. I don't give a shit really. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, it doesn't. Yeah, is there is there? I know there's comics that, that love having certain opening acts or certain people that they love being on the road to with because the road can be a real bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anybody out there that that you you've hung out with that that, that you guys kind of hang out together and, and enjoy doing shows? You anybody like you like performing with? Oh well, yeah. I mean, I, it's really just the same people I mentioned. Like I right. love hanging around with like just Hunter and Cal and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. To do shows with them when I can. Um, uh, at this point in time. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, you don't really get to, you know, there's so many people like you work, the people I ultimately end up working with are friends uh, in, are at the open mics in Toronto. Right. You know? Right. Um, so yeah. Toronto's a, a, a dope place, man. I, I, I just went out there myself a couple of weeks ago for the first time and, uh, I went to the dope and Mike. Have you been to that? Oh yeah. To yeah. Jeff, that's a great show. Jeff Paul's yeah. room there. Yeah. That's it's, one of the best shows in Toronto right now, man. It, yeah, I, yeah, it was a good time. 
It was a good time, man. Some great, great, uh, some great people out there. Uh, hey, where can people find you, and and what are the, some of the dates coming up next for you? Uh, well, I mean, I'm emceeing the club for Mark Walker this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, come check him out. I, obviously, as an MC, it's you can see a little bit of what I do. But, yep. Uh, you can come and check him out. He's a funny guy. Um, then the roles switch, though, don't you? You stick around. You do. Uh, you do some stuff next week here as well. Well, yeah. So yeah, that's what I mean. I I just headlined this past weekend that we right, did, and right. then I'm emceeing this upcoming. For yeah, so the roles are switching there. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, and then, yeah, back in back in Toronto in December for a bit, and then out east uh, doing some shows, and in Vancouver sometime in January. Nice. So yeah, just just keeping the feet moving. Website, Twitter, anything like that? Uh, a Twitter at at Nick underscore Beaton because I was late to the game. <laughs> And uh, I have a podcast. Do you have someone out there that that, that has the the Nick Beaton handle that just fucks around with you? Um, Well, NickBeaton.com was gone as well. So it's probably the same fuck. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I was telling Rob this a couple weeks ago. I said, I've got a guy out there that's got the name, the same name. And but he actually partakes in tweeting at me once in a while. And I just said, hey, man, how's it got like, dude, you got like six followers. Fuck. Give it to me. Yeah. No, he won't do it. He won't do it. But uh yeah, uh, website? Uh, no, I had one, but then I just let it God lapse. damn it. I don't know how you guys perform without websites. I just had this talk with a bunch of comics out east, man. <laughs> I had it, I had it, but I didn't, it didn't really... Wasn't flying? I, I wasn't really doing anything with it. I mean, yeah. I probably should just do it, but, you know. <laughs> I don't really... I'm not good with that stuff. <laughs> That's what everybody says. Man. I have a podcast as well. What's uh, the podcast? It's called This Is Not a Safe Space. Um, it's on the Never Sleeps Network. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to like, I'm no, trying we, to do this stuff. But we, <laughs> <laughs> What's that show about? What, what do you talk about? Uh, just, I mean, usually current event type stuff that's uh, basically just railing against like social justice warrior people just people who you got a passion for that stuff, all the yeah. time yeah and uh just whenever something comes out now with the way social media works people start screaming right away and right you know they they get offended before they know what they're offended about you know they figure out what they're offended about <laughs> after they're offended and then some of your status updates man are fucking killer on <laughs> facebook <laughs> it's great it's great stuff so like some of that topical stuff obviously the 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 election down south probably provided some pretty good yeah we, i for talked you. about that yeah we talked about trump a bit um although not you know most of the outrage about trump was pretty pretty legitimate <laughs> uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, so talked about Trump and and stuff. I haven't actually recorded a podcast since the election, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy that that happened. <laughs> Still can't believe it. <laughs> you got high hopes for uh, America? You got uh, what? What's eh, your take on I don't this know. whole thing? I don't thing? know. I don't know if it's you know. I don't know what he's going to do. He already said he's not going to repeal Obamacare. So. Right. That's one of his biggest campaign promises gone. Yeah. Uh, the wall doesn't sound like it's uh, going to be a, a 100% thing either. Sounds like he's backpedaling a bit on the wall. Um, it's almost like he got in awe. Like, it's almost like he, he went to he went to that visit with Obama, and the look on his face was just like, I don't know if I'm fucking ready for all this. Oh, yeah, he's not. And Overwhelmed. That's like, he doesn't understand how much work it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have just... Yeah, I think he probably would have been like, yeah, great to lose, but now I'm going to be rich still and find, like, this is going to provide me with so much money. But now it's like, oh, no, I'm making $400,000 a year as a civil servant. 
<laughs> and my schedule is fucked. Yeah. Oh, man. People will try to kill me. Like, <laughs> He's enraged the nation. Enraged the world. Nick, hey, man, thanks. Uh, continued success, man. And, and uh, it, it's it's great to see all the wonderful things you're doing and, and, uh, and all the places you're going. And, and uh, yeah, I hope if you guys get a chance to come uh, come check out Nick Beat and do that and uh, catch up with him on Twitter and uh Facebook, I guess people can add you on Facebook as well. I guess. I mean, I have a comedian page. Yeah. So you can we'll like talk that about that website to. thing yeah. as soon as we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for doing this, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. All right, folks, and there you have it, the interview with Nick Beaton. What did I tell you, right? Funny dude. Very nice. Very humble. And, uh, man, absolute killer on stage. He, uh, check him out, folks. Find out his, uh, Facebook fan page, uh, get on it and, uh, and find out where he's performing next. I promise you he will not disappoint. Hey, on behalf of myself, your host, Jake Hirsch, and the entire crew with Yuck Yucks, Mark Breslin, executive producer, Kira Williams, our webmaster, Camille Argue, and of course, my man, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the guitar. God, Lane Argue, who lays down all the terrific licks for this uh, podcast. You are the man, sir. Check him out, laneargueguitar.com. That is in the show description as well. We will see you next week. <laughs>